0: Good. Okay, Um, we come now to the third message, um, the end of our journey. And to begin with, okay, we need to ask who needs an outline. We are on page 16 of your packet, message three, into the good land, okay? Okay, right here, Tim. Okay, just keep your hand up and we will get you one. We need two, three, how many more? Four, five. Okay, while well they are getting the outlines ready for uh, you, how about we read the scripture verses? Um, beginning with the brothers in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 7. Ready? Go. These are excellent verses. I hope you remember them. Deuteronomy chapter 8. This is uh, actually the final destination of the people of God. Out of Egypt, through the wilderness, and into the good land. Okay, This is God's intention for each one of us. And we should never be satisfied with just being out of Egypt through the Red Sea and through the wilderness, although we do have a number of good experiences like the manna and the living water coming out of the rock, uh, we cannot uh, stop short of God's final destination for his children, and that is into the good land which is described here in such a marvelous way in these verses In Deuteronomy chapter 8, okay? Um, You have to underline in verse 7 Jehovah your God is bringing you. You have to underline that. And also underline a good land. Then underline in verse 9 you will eat bread without scarcity. Okay? Such is this good land. Uh, it's so rich, it's so vast. Um, and then how about sisters? You go ahead and read Joshua 5 12. Ready? Go. Okay, so you have to underline the manna seized on that day. Okay? For 40 years, God caused breath from heaven to rain, OK? All those years. And Manasist, notice what it says, when they ate of the produce of the land. in other words, their eating did not stop. Their eating continued, OK? And as people of God, uh, reg- regardless on what stage we are, we should always keep eating the Lord Jesus. Okay, all the time. Um, <clears throat> and then, how about all together? Deuteronomy chapter five, verse thirteen. Go. You shall labor, and, you all your and underline the the word labor. And we will see in a moment that in the wilderness, like Chris. Vividly describe, the only thing you had to do in the morning is to roll over from your bed, and lo and behold, manna was there. But in the good land, if we're going to enjoy the riches of that land, there is the need for us to labor. Okay, so just keep that in mind. And before I get into the outline, I just want you to pay attention to something very interesting. You know, the Bible has a number of themes that run throughout the Bible. And eating is one of them. Consider this. In Genesis, when Adam and Eve were in the Garden of Eden, what God's intention was is that they will eat of the tree of life. You see? In the garden, you eat. Okay, so here's a G G for the garden. And you have to eat the tree of life. Right? And this is Christ. Okay. Let's see if this works. Yeah, okay. So this is Christ. Signifying the tree of life. Then... When they got into Egypt, right, the tree of life changed in form because now they need redemption. So the tree of life becomes a lamb that they have to eat. And this lamb signifies Christ, but is the redeeming Christ. Okay? Then they get into the wilderness. And in the wilderness, they also ate. And that was manna. And manna, as John chapter 6 tells us so clearly, is a type of Christ. Is, let, me, let me use the word, uh, the reconstituting Christ. Okay. And then when they get into the good land, okay, this is the good land. They also have to eat. They have to eat the rich produce of that land. And this is a type of Christ also. But this is, let me use this uh, word, this is the all-inclusive Christ. Everything you need is right there. It just, get, it just gets richer as you go this way. Okay, so this is God's final destination, and is a story of eating. And we will eat our way into God's purpose, even for eternity. We will be enjoying Christ, right, as the tree of life then. Okay, now let us move on through this um, outline. Um, Romans 1, how about you all read that together, Go. Okay, so there is a progressive experience, and we're going to go through this quickly. In letter A, it says that in Egypt, by their eating Egyptian food, which signifies worldly things, the children of Israel were constituted to be a worldly people. Underline the word constituted. What we eat, that is what we become. So by being there in Egypt over 400 years, they were constituted Egyptians because they were eating the Egyptian diet, okay? Then letter B, in their experience of God's salvation, Israel passed through three stages in their eating. You have to know these three stages. Number one, in the first stage, they ate the Passover land in Egypt— as we saw in Exodus chapter 12, which strengthened them to walk out of Egypt and to be separated from the Egyptian world. By eating that lamb, they became a separated people. Okay? You have to write down that description. Then number two, in the second stage, they ate the manna in the wilderness, which reconstituted them with a heavenly element, To be what? To be a heavenly people. Reconstituted with a heavenly diet. Okay? Then number three, this is the third stage. In the third stage, they ate the rich produce in the good land, which constituted them further to be an overcoming people. So you go all the way from a worldly people to a separated people to a heavenly people and eventually to an overcoming people. That's what God wants. Okay? So if I am a man on this earth, I have to be separated. And then I have to be reconstituted to be a heavenly person. Then, eventually, I have to be an overcoming one. And we will see what this means, okay? Letter C. The three stages in Israel's eating typify the three stages of the believer's enjoyment of Christ by eating him. Our Christ is such that he needs young people like you who enjoy him. That is the way to advance from one stage to another. We need to learn to enjoy Christ. And in that verse in John six fifty seven, the Lord Jesus said, As the living Father has sent me and I live because of the Father, so he who eats me, he also shall live because of me. Okay? Letter D, the ceasing of the manna when the people began to eat the produce of the land indicates that the produce of the land was the continuation of the manna. The produce of the land was simply the continuation. Is Christ? Is the same Christ, but he's a richer Christ. He's a more bountiful Christ, okay? When they enter into the good land. Never graduate from eating. That's the point here. Never stop eating. Stopping uh, from eating is co- co- to commit spiritual suicide. We should never stop from eating Christ in his worth, okay? Then E, to reach the goal of God's purpose, all Christ believers need to progress until they enter into the highest stage of eating Christ as the rich produce of the good land. Notice this, the all-inclusive spirit that they may do three things. They are able to do three things. As we enjoy Christ, As the rich produce of the land, they overcame the enemies. Number two, they were built up to be God's dwelling place. And number three, they established God's kingdom on this earth. You are called to do this. These three things. To overcome spiritual enemies, to be built up with others, and to establish God's kingdom on this earth. Okay? Then, Roman number two, how about we go together? Go, read it. It's in a group. So, Roman number one talks about our progressive experience in the enjoyment of Christ. But if we are going to enter into the good land, we cannot do it in an individualistic way. We do it in a group. I use that word, right, just to emphasize, to make it more practical. Maybe I could have, you know, the church there, or the body, we enter in the body, or with the church. But I wanted to, for this point, to be very practical. And that's one of the things about Freshman Connect. That's why you're here you are getting connected with some companions. Because if we're going to enter into such a rich Christ and advance in our experience of enjoying Christ, we need a group. Even in college, your four years in college, is the time to advance in your enjoyment of Christ. And to do so, you need a group. You need some companions that you may be built up together with them and even defeat the spiritual enemies as you go through your years in college. Okay, let us go through this marvelous point here. Letter A says, This means that not one person as an individual can enter this land. It is the business of a collective body. Okay. Letter B Says before entering into the good land, the first thing that the children of Israel set up among them was the tabernacle. The tabernacle was God's dwelling place in the wilderness. It was movable. They can carry it, they can set it up together, they can disassemble it and then move along the wilderness for 40 years. It was God's dwelling place, but it was not permanent. It was not solid. It it was not his final dwelling place. Okay? But they had to build it up. So in the wilderness, God had a dwelling place. Okay? The fact that they built that tabernacle in the wilderness is just a symbol of the believers being built up. They could not enter into the good land without the tabernacle. In other words, to us, that means we cannot enter into a higher experience of our enjoyment of Christ individually. We must be built up with one another. No tabernacle, no entrance into the good land. They must have the tabernacle in order to enter into the good land. Okay? So number one, how about uh, girls, you read number one under B. Go. That's right. Then boys, number two. We must be built up. Okay? We must. Then letter C says, If we as a group of the Lord's people will go on to enjoy Christ in a more solid way than the redeeming lamb and the daily manna, we must be built up together into one body as the tabernacle. We must be built up together. Number one, as individuals... We can receive Christ as a redeemer. right? That happened in Egypt. We can enjoy him a little day by day as the manna. And we can even enjoy him as the rock flowing with the living stream. That happened in the wilderness. But we can never go further than this and enjoy Christ in a more substantial way. Okay? Then number two. Not until we have been built up together with the people of God can we experience and enjoy Christ as the all-inclusive land. We have to be built up with others, related with others, have companions with whom we are built up together. Here the verses are marvelous. In Ephesians 3.18, Paul is talking about getting to know all the vast dimensions of Christ. But to do so, he says, to apprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and the length and the height and the depth, and to get to know the knowledge-surpassing love of Christ. For that, he says, we need all the saints. It's not an individual matter. Okay? Our Christ is so much. He is so vast. He is so unsearchable. He is so all-inclusive. We need others to get to apprehend this vast Christ. Okay? Then in Philippians 1.19, Paul, while he is in prison, he says this, For I know that for me, this will turn out to salvation through your petition. He's speaking this to the Philippian believers. Right, That word, your petition, signifies that Paul was not isolated from the body of Christ. That actually, he was receiving the supply of the body through the petitioning of the brothers and sisters in Philippi. Okay? Through your petition, and then get this, and the bountiful supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. He was enjoying this Christ, the all-inclusive Christ, the riches of that good land, because he was a member who was related to others in the body of Christ. And many times, you go through some experiences, and you cannot apprehend Christ beyond a certain measure, but when you are related to others, those members will supply to you more riches of this wonderful Christ. Okay. Then we go to letter D. It says, For the accomplishment of God's purpose, we must advance in the enjoyment of Christ. Now we come to something that touches God. Yes, for, for your sake, he redeemed you. He provided a lamb. And when you were in the wilderness, he caused manna to rain from heaven. And he gave you living water. He did many things for you, but he has a purpose, okay? And it is for his purpose that we must advance. It is for his purpose that we must be built up together, and we must enter into this good land, which is a type of the all-inclusive Christ, to enjoy him so that God can accomplish his purpose. So number one, how about uh, girls? You read number one, go. Much more, don't be satisfied. Okay. Uh, in that verse, Joshua 13:1, God told Joshua after so many years of conquering uh, this enemy and that enemy, and you you get the impression that wow, the the whole land now is ours. God comes in comes in and says, Joshua, very much of the land remains to be possessed. Don't be satisfied. And Paul, in the New Testament, is an excellent example of someone who was never satisfied. He was forgetting his past experiences of Christ in the past, and he was pressing forward because he wanted to know and to experience more of Christ. So, the lesson here is, don't be satisfied. There is much more land, much more Christ to be enjoyed and to be possessed. Okay, boys, number two, go. Okay, very good. In order to advance, here is, the, here is the how. Many times we're asking how. Here is the secret. In order to advance, we must be definitely, practically, and let me add another word, vitally, built up with certain ones, certain ones. Number three says, if you can answer that you are definitely and practically related and united with certain others... It is a wonder of wonders, it is a wonder of wonders. Can you, can you, who, can you, Hannah, can you tell me with whom are you definitely and practically related? Dulce, can you tell me, even in this room, can you point out to, with whom are you definitely and practically related? If you can do that, it's a wonder of wonders. Because that means you are advancing in your experience of Christ. So we have to pray number four. How about we all together uh, the prayer in the quotes? Go. Lord Here I am and let us be joined, let us be united with some of your children. Lord maybe we must be the ones who command us in heavenly and practically joined and related. May this be our prayer from our very heart. As the Lord, Lord with whom? Right, and out of this freshman connect, I hope you know some groups come out, livingly related, practically, definitely related, so that you can advance in your experience of Christ for the sake of God's purpose. Okay, then let us move on to Roman number three. All together, go under God's blessing. Okay, so here comes the point about laboring. We have to labor. It's no more, at this point, in the good land, it's not just rolling over from your bed and then having the bread from heaven. We have to labor. But it says here, under God's blessing. He will send the rain, he will send the seasons, and then you labor on the, on the, on the land, and there is a rich produce, Okay for you to enjoy and even to share with God and with one another. Let's go through these letters. Letter A says the manna eaten by Israel in the wandering in in the wilderness Exodus 16 typifies Christ as the heavenly food given directly by God to his chosen people which requires no labor on the part of the eaters. Okay. Letter B how about Boys, you go ahead. Go. You see the difference? When you enter into the good land, now there is a requirement. You have to labor, so that you you can get to eat the riches of the land. Okay, and to experience and enjoy a richer Christ. The letter C, it says we need to labor daily on Christ as our good land so that whenever we come to the meetings of the church, we will have much of Christ to offer to God for his satisfaction and to others for their edification. Here comes the big point about how do we cooperate with God to build up the church. And that verse, 1 Corinthians 14, 4, tells you how. Because that verse says, he who prophesies builds up the church. To prophesy here does not mean you tell out, I mean you foretell the future, you predict the future. No, no, no. It means you speak to one another something of the Christ that you have experienced and enjoyed in your daily life. That is the meaning of prophesying here. You share with one another what you have uh, ripped out of your labor on Christ. Right? Okay. um, Then number one says, The building of the church depends on our offering of Christ. And our offering of Christ in the meetings depends on our experiences of Christ. In our daily life. So you see, you, in your daily life, you experience Christ. And that Christ that you experience and enjoy, you share with one another. And because you do that, the church receives her building up. Okay? So one, the building in other words, the building up of the church depends on what you offer. And what you offer depends on what you experience of Christ in your daily life. Number two. How about we all read it together? Go. You, you know, in those verses in Deuteronomy 16, God said something like this to all the children of Israel. Basically, he's saying, I will bless you. I will send rain, I will take care of the seasons, the weather, everything, but you need to labor on this land, and you are not allowed to come empty-handed before me. You see? No empty-handed. That means because God bless our labor, if we labor on the land, surely we will have something of Christ to offer to God and even offer to one another. That is a, That is a a very uh, prevailing characteristic of the Christian meetings. We refer to it as mutuality. We have something of Christ that we can share with one another. Okay? That land is so vast and so rich that I myself, Jose Luis, I cannot get to labor on every part of this land i need you my brothers and sisters to labor on christ and share with one another what you enjoy then the meetings of the church become so rich become like a like a buffet like a banquet i can only bring the meat but you can bring you know the lettuce or the salad or all kinds of foods because you get to labor on this christ and share with one another okay the number 3 says we need to experience Christ by laboring on Him. Then we will have something to bring to the meetings, to contribute to others, and to share with God. By this kind of offering, the building will be accomplished. And please write down these references. 1 Corinthians 14:26. That verse says, Whenever you come together, each one has. Say with me, each one has. Each one has. Whenever you come together. Then the, the next reference, write it down. 1 Corinthians 14, 31. 14, 31. For you can all prophesy one by one. For you can all, that's what Paul says, you can all prophesy one by one that the church will be built up. Okay? Then finally, let's read all together letter D. Go. Okay, so if we are going to get into our final destination, we have to have these three Roman numerals. And I'm going to draw this diagram and end with this. Okay. I don't have an eraser, so bear with me. Roman numeral one speaks about our progressive enjoyment of Christ. We have to progress in our enjoyment of Christ. Roman numeral two speaks of our being built up with certain ones, with your companions. The yellow squad, I hope some of you are built up together with certain ones, okay? And then number three, Roman numeral three, you have to practice offering something of what you enjoy of Christ with one another so that the church can be built up. Okay? So here is our, I'm going to put our service or our offerings. These three. Those are the three Roman numerals. And this again is the compass of our lives. Okay? I think the brothers are ready to take the mic. Maybe we can have somebody to lead us in prayer. Just to close this.